Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gopi Janabala Bhagiribaridhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamuna Tirambanachari Jamuna Tirambanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gopi Janabala Bhagirivarin Hari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamuna Tirambanachari Jamuna Tirambanachari Kaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gaur Premanandi Halilibo Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tojayam Udirayat Nasta Prayeshwabhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Yutama Shloke 
Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtaki. Right, we'll chant 111 starters this morning. Jan Mad Yasya Yaton Bayad Itaratas Charteshwabigyaswarat. Jan Mad Yasya Yaton Bayad Itaratas Charteshwabigyaswarat. Tene Brahma Hridaya Adikavaye Muhyanti Yatsurayaha. Tene Te jo vari medam yata vinimayo yatra tri sargom risham. Damna swena sada nirasta kuhakam satyam param dimahi. Damna swena sada nirasta kuhakam. Jan Mad Yasya Yaton Bayad Itaratas Charteshwa Bigyaswarat. Tene Brahma Hridaya Adikavahe Muhyanti Yatsurayaha. Tejo vari madam yata vinamayo yatra tri sargom risham. Dhamna swena sada nirasta kuhakam satyam param dimahi. Anyone like to chant? Jan Madhyasya Yaton Bayad Itaratas Charteshwa Bigyasvarat. Tene Brahma Hridaya Adikavaye Muyanti Yatsurayaha. Nejovari medam yata vinimayo yatra tri sargom risha. Damna swena sada nirasta kuhakam satyam param dimahi. Anyone else? Jan Mad Yasya Yaton Vayad Itaratas Charteshwa Bigyaswarat. Tene Brahma Hridaya Adikavaye Muyanti Yatsurayaha. Tejo vari medam yata vinimayo yatra tri sargom risha. (laughs) 
Damna Swena Sada Narasta Kuhakam Satyam Param Dimahi. Translation, O my Lord, Sri Krishna, son of Vasudev, O all-pervading personality of Godhead, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. I meditate upon Lord Sri Krishna because he is the absolute truth and the primeval cause of all causes of the creation, sustenance, and destruction of the manifested universes. He is direct. By him, even the great sages and demigods are placed into illusion as one is bewildered by the illusory representations of water seen in fire or land seen on water. Only because of him do the material universes, temporarily manifested by the reactions of the three modes of nature, appear factual, although they are unreal. I therefore meditate upon him, Lord Sri Krishna, who is eternally existent in the transcendental abode, which is forever free from the illusory representations of of the material world. I meditate upon him because he is the absolute truth. Right. Please repeat. <laughs> Continue reading about the ideal preacher of Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Lord Chaitanya has taken sannyas and begun his pastimes of uh, traveling. Navadweep. After visiting the temple of Shir Chora Gopinath in Remuna at Balasore in Orissa, the Lord proceeded towards Puri and on the way visited the temple of Sakshi Gopal, who appeared as a witness in the matter of two Brahmins, devotees, a family quarrel. The Lord heard the story of Sakshi Gopal with great pleasure because he wanted to impress upon the atheists that the worshipable deities in the temples approved by the great Acharyas are not idols, as alleged by men with a poor fund of knowledge. The deity in the temple is the archa incarnation of the personality of Godhead, and thus the deity is identical with the Lord in all respects. He responds to the proportion of the devotee's affection for him. In the story of Sakshi Gopal, in which there was a family misunderstanding by two devotees of the Lord, the Lord, in order to mitigate the turmoil as well as to show specific favor to his servitors, traveled from Vindavan to Vidyadnagara, a village in Orissa, in the form of his Archa incarnation. From there, the deity was brought to Khatak, and thus the temple of Sakshi Gopal is even today visited by thousands of pilgrims on the way to Jagannath Puri. The Lord stayed overnight there and began to proceed toward Puri. On the way, his sannyasrad was broken by Nityananda Prabhu. The Lord apparently became angry with him about this, and went alone to Puri, leaving his companions behind. <laughs> um, there's a story of, of the deities in Potomac Temple, Shri uh, Shri Radha Madan Mohan. So originally, uh, Damodar Prabhu was the temple president in Washington, D.C., and they had, they had a small but vibrant center in downtown Washington. So they, were, they purchased a set of Radha Krishna deities, with the idea of installing them when they had enough Brahmins. And so uh, they were in a closet, and, and Vishnu John Swami had a traveling road show and asked if he could borrow these brass Radhakrishna deities. And so Damodar agreed, and so off they went on the traveling bus tour. They, they named them Damodar, Radha Damodar, because they were tied up 
so they wouldn't fall over while the bus was going along. <laughs> so some time later, Damodar Prabhu had enough Brahmins, and he asked Vishnu John, so please, please bring our deities back. And Vishnu John said, no, I'm much too attached to them. I can't possibly do that. He was a very charismatic, dramatic personality. <laughs> so they agreed to meet in New York with Srila Prabhupada to resolve the dispute. So uh, when they sat with Srila Prabhupada, Damodar pulled out his receipt and he said, Prabhupada, here's the bill of sale. We purchased these deities. And Vishnu John Swami said, you cannot purchase Krishna with a bill of sale. <laughs> so Prabhupada liked that remark and he agreed. So he he said to Damodar that he could have the uh, marble, black marble Krishna that was in his room uh, in New York. That was a, a uh, Morty that my wife used to clean when she was cleaning Prabhupada's room. So he then ordered a Radharani from India and uh, somehow the signals were mixed and the Radharani came and she was brass. But Prabhupada said that was all right. So they're in Potomac, they have brass Radharani and black marble Krishna, Radha Madan Mohan. So the point is that Krishna cannot be purchased by a bill of sale. Like uh, uh, Kalachanji was in a museum, right? In Jaipur. And who, who was it? Who was holding the door? And who was it who discovered this? Do you know? Malati? Uh, let's see. So they, they saw this Krishna and then they told Prabhupada? Is it, did Prabhupada come to see it or he just made arrangements? I don't know. Somehow he brought him here. And then he named him Kalachanji. And so... Um, in, the, in hearing the pastime of, <coughs> excuse me, the uh, deity of Sakshi Gopal, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very pleased because he he could understand, or he he would see this as a way for the atheist to see how the deity is personal, and he will reciprocate with our degree of affection with him. So because this this young Brahmin was promised the daughter of an older Brahmin. They were traveling together. The older Brahmin was very pleased with him and said, you may have my daughter in marriage. And the young Brahmin said, I'm, I'm from a poor family. Uh, your family will object to this, certainly, because you're wealthy. And the old Brahmin said, no, no, they will do what I say. That was his mistake. <laughs> so then the younger Brahmin said, in that case, if you really want me to have this blessing, then please say so before the deity. And so uh, he did. But then again, when, when they got back to their village, Vidyanagara, the Brahmin's son, the elder Brahmin's son, objected, how can you give our daughter, or our, my sister, to marriage to this poor Brahmin? So the older Brahmin said, but I promised. And his son said, well, just... When you're asked, just say, I don't remember. This is something that politicians do a lot, isn't it? Alina's laughing. 
Yes, when they're asked difficult questions, they just say, I don't remember. And there's a certain politician in this country who, during the campaign, bragged about having one of the greatest memories in, in the world. But when he was asked embarrassing questions, he said 59 times, I don't remember. <laughs> so uh, this Brahmin, elder Brahmin also used this technique on the, uh, under pressure from his son and wife. I don't remember. So then the younger Brahmin said to the assembly of people, I will bring the deity. The deity is my witness. So the elder Brahmin's son said, yes, very good. Yes, sure. (laughs) So when the younger Brahmin went back to the deity, he said, he explained the situation. And the deity said, I will, I will follow you to Vidya Nagar, but uh, you have to promise me. Well, no, he, the deity said, first of all, how do you expect me to get to Vidyanagar? And the younger Brahmin said, well, my lord, you can talk, so certainly you can walk. <laughs> he said, all right, I'll walk, but only on the condition that you don't look. Well, I will follow you, but don't look behind. And he said, how will I know you're there? And he said, you'll hear the tinkling of my ankle bell. So in this way, young Brahmin walked, followed by the deity, all the way to his town. And just when they were on the precincts of the town, the younger Brahmin couldn't wait, and he looked back, and there was the deity. But he stopped and stayed right in that spot. So the younger Brahmin brought the town pe- townspeople, and then because the deity was there, they accepted that he was bearing witness on behalf of the younger Brahmin. And the older Brahmin admitted, yes, I did make this promise. So even without an attorney, the issue was resolved. (laughs) (laughs) Can anyone else think of an instance where one was not allowed to see the deity until a certain time? Yes, when Jagannath was being carved, yeah. the uh, the, the uh, craftsman said, "Don't you can't see the deity until I'm finished." But King Indradumna was so impatient that he put, he peeked in, and so then the deities were left in that form. All right, any other comments on this pastime? Shakshi Gopal, the witness. Krishna is described as the witness, right? As the super soul. Upadreshtanu mantas cha bharta bhokta maheshvara. He's sitting in everyone's heart as the witness and the overseer and the permitter. That's the difference. Krishna is witnessing, but he's also permitting. Generally, a witness is considered a person who's not involved. But uh, Krishna is not only witnessing, but he is... Uh, cognizant of the progress of the living entity and giving permission according to the living entity's desire for this or that to happen in in our lives. So this is an important fact to know because of our impersonalist tendencies where we tend to think we want to present a certain face to Krishna. I don't want Krishna to see what I really am. I want to make this uh, mock-up about who I am and I'll show that to Krishna. And this actually creates a lot of psychological pressure on us, you know, this dichotomy, uh, what we are and what we are trying to be. 
Jai Dwayne Maharaj tells this story about going to get a ticket in the Grand Central Station in New York. And he went up to the counter in his sannyas robes and danda and tilak and sika. And the lady looks up and says, who are you? And he says, oh, I'm, I'm a Hare Krishna. And she says, oh, Hare Krishna, I like you people. You are who you pretend to be. <laughs> a very high praise. <laughs> so that should be our aspiration, to be who we pretend to be <laughs> in Krishna's service. And because Krishna is the witness, he knows who we are. When Satsarup Maharaj was a very young, very new devotee, he asked Srila Prabhupada, what kind of person would Krishna like us to be? And Prabhupada answered in a very interesting way. He said, you are very sincere. And that's all he said. So what does that at all mean? You know? So Satsup Maharaj, as a neophyte, was saying, okay, I'm ready to reform myself in any way to be a devotee. As, and Prabhupada was answering, as if you could change who you really are. You're very sincere for wanting to do that, but you, you can't really change who you are, just be who you are for Krishna. So there, there are so many ways where we feel pressure to behave in a certain way and conform to a certain mold. And all that does is really interfere with our, our progress in spiritual life. One of the most vivid examples is what we call the Saffron 70s. You know, in the early days of ISKCON, people just kind of join and then they'd be kind of accepted. It doesn't matter who they are, what their gender was, what their background was. Everyone was a sort of a happy family. And the temples were very attractive like that. And then uh, some kind of pressure came, especially from India, Devotees going to India and then coming back and saying, oh, if you really want to be Krishna conscious, you have to da 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 So that was when the saffron uh, push was there and people who are really serious about, men who are really serious about Krishna consciousness would be brahmacharis and not even think about getting married and just take sannyas. Brahmacharis, sannyas, that's, that's for the serious people. And it was even proposed that all women who joined ISKCON would go to Australia, a former penal colony. <laughs> because, as again, our charismatic friend Vishnu Swami said, whenever a woman joins, we lose a man. <laughs> so the whole emphasis was on this army of brahmacharis and that was the real serious Krishna consciousness. And Prabhupada rolled with it. You know, this is what his young disciples were doing, and they were distributing lots of books, right? Radhadam, were you on Radhadamadarashvaprabhu? So was there a slight bit of pressure to remain a brahmachari?
Army of brahmacharis. How many are brahmacharis today? <laughs> In Toronto, once Srila Prabhupada was asked, Is it a fall down for a brahmachari to get married? To which you replied, what is the question of fall down? It is already the lowest position. <laughs> so this is an example of, of uh, trying to be something for Krishna, very sincerely, that we're really not. And uh, this, this does nothing to promote our Krishna consciousness. This is the point. So, so Krishna is witness for all of us. This is the point. He is uh, a very benevolent witness who knows who we are. And it's actually a great relief uh, to not have to have any pretense. Uh, It's just a little embarrassing because we have to accept ourselves like we are. And, And we're not maybe the big shots or the great souls or whatever we thought we might have been. You know, but the Acharya is writing full of these realizations. When we read Bhaktivinoda Thakur writing, oh, whenever I see somebody happy, I feel unhappy. And when I feel, when I see someone unhappy, I feel happy. <laughs> you know, you read this and it's just, what is he saying? Is he saying, is he like drawing out how I'm supposed to be or how, what I'm supposed to be feeling? Is he just, he doesn't, of course, really feel that, but he's expressing this for some reason for my benefit. But it, it's very, Confusing, and it has this impact on your heart, like all oh, of that humility. But what I, at least I've come to understand is that they're they're truly expressing their heart when they write these things. But they are perceiving in themselves all the muck and the dirt of their hearts. They're expressing in their songs. And uh, <clears throat> do they act on these things? Do they? No, of course not. You know, they're they're great elevated souls, but. The, uh, like the biblical saying, right? Never mind the, the splinter in your brother's eye, get the log out of your own eye first. So, uh, accepting Krishna as a witness just means that, okay, Krishna sees what I am, I don't have to be anything different, I'm going to progress from this point. And acknowledging our shortcomings and acknowledging our weaknesses, in fact, even becoming cognizant of them. That means that we uh, actually are progressing in Lord Chaitanya's uh, description of the devotee, uh, amanina manadena, right? not wanting any respect for oneself, but giving all respect to others. 
we're progressing towards that elevated position of the Uttama Adhikari who sees everyone as more advanced. You know, when, when we are actually seeing ourselves as much as possible how Krishna sees us, and then we're not exactly, uh, our senses are not gratified by the, the vision. <laughs> that means we're, we're making progress in Krishna consciousness. You know, humility means, um, <clears throat> you know how devotees are very humble, and they're both approaching the door at the same time. Prabhu, will you please go first. No, no, Prabhu, you first. No, no, Prabhu, I insist. You go, Prabhu. <laughs> no, that, that superficial kind of humility is not really what humility means. Um, it means that we're really thinking about the other person. When we don't have to make any pretense, we're not preoccupied with ourselves. But we're carrying around our bag of anartas, and you know we're not particularly thrilled about it. And anyway, here we are, and so it's more interesting to deal with you than to deal with me, <laughs> because I see what I am. So this is liberation. You know, this is freedom from that sense of having to be somebody other than who we are. And uh, it may be very sincere, but it is misguided. And uh, uh, we don't have to do it. Also, it's a tremendous amount of extra pressure. So anyway, we should be who we, we really should be who we pretend to be. <laughs> Any thoughts on this? Any discussion? Prabhuji? Yes, yes. So the question is, if, if you have an aspiration to do a particular service, but you don't have the qualifications, what is your position? Uh, and you may even get to do the service. So this is, Krishna is bhava grahi janarda. He understands the heart of the devotee. So there's many examples of this. So I'd like to give two. One is the Brahmin who was holding the Bhagavad Gita upside down because he couldn't read, but he was he had the feeling. And there's another uh, example I, from... Uh, I heard personally from Tamal Krishna Maharaj. Actually, it was Jainanda Prabhu's disappearance day in Houston. And uh, Sridhar Maharaj was there, and he said, yeah, I once sat with Jainanda. We all sat down to say Gayatri, a group of us, and uh, Jainanda was up in 30 seconds. And afterwards, I asked him, so that was the fastest Gayatri I've ever seen. <laughs> and Jainanda Prabhu said, well, honestly, I can't remember a word of it. <laughs> and so <clears throat> then Tamal Krishna Maharaj said, yes, I, when I got my second initiation from Srila Prabhupada, we went to see Srila Prabhupada together uh, because Jayananda already had his, but he needed a refresher. So we came into Prabhupada's room and Prabhupada said, all right, first I'll help Jayananda 
So he sat with Jayananda, and he would say the first line, and Jayananda would try to repeat it. And he'd say it again, and he would try again to repeat it. And on and on and on for a half an hour. And then finally, Prabhupada smiled and said, It is hopeless. <laughs> but because you are sincere, whatever you say, Krishna will accept it. So this is the story. So we may not be qualified to do a particular service. Certainly we're not qualified. That's understood. But if we're sincere in our purpose is to please Krishna, then Tesham Satata Yukanam. Krishna will give us the intelligence. And Krishna will accept that offering. It's a good way also to, again, be grateful for the service and humble about it because I know I'm not qualified. I know I'm really not suited, but I, somehow Krishna has given me this service. And with that consciousness, one can continue to do a service. You know, it's only when we become um, uh, laissez-faire, or, yeah, I, I know this, I know this, I know this, it becomes boring. Then we lose our uh, our edge and the eagerness to do that service for Krishna. Remember, it was when, <clears throat> when the gopis got a little proud that Krishna left them. So it's a very good thing to remain humble. And, and think about our disqualifications rather than our, our many qualifications. Is that all right? Okay, any other thoughts? Mahahari Prabhu. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, it's very hard to to evaluate the trajectory of somebody's spiritual life. You know, you might be seeing them at a certain point in time, and it, you know, it look doesn't look so great. But it's just as it's a great relief not to have to put up a pretense for ourselves. It's also a great relief not to have to evaluate others. <laughs> You know the story of the Brahmin and the prostitute? May I tell that story? You know this? The Brahmin lived next door to a prostitute. And the, uh, the prostitute was having so many customers come, and the Brahmin was so disgusted. Oh. He became so disgusted that he decided he was going to put up a rock between their two properties every time a customer came. <clears throat> so over the years, this grew to a considerable fence between the properties. And so the Brahmin died looking at this fence. Oh, all these sins. He died thinking of the sins of the prostitute, and he went to hell. And then the prostitute died looking at the fence and said, Oh, I'm so sinful. And she was promoted. <laughs> so uh, if somebody's having trouble following the regulative principles, we should see the, what is the sincerity that they still have and um, kind of like look the other way, make them feel like they are uh, welcome and appreciated and valued. You know that that's service in the relationship uh, to just uh, shun them or ignore them or try to avoid them. That is a disservice in the relationship. That doesn't mean we shouldn't be selective about our association. But um, <clears throat> we should associate with people who inspire us. And maybe we can take inspiration from someone who's in that situation because of their sincerity. 
But, um, you know, like I say, it, it, we were talking about yesterday, it's a big, to, to break the regulator principles is just a, a step over the line. Uh, and it, it really is the one thing we can do to undo our advancement in Christian consciousness. So certainly we should pray for that person. We should not just think, well, it's okay, he's doing it, I can do it. <laughs> you know. Uh, but um, it's nice what you're saying, recognize the, the sincerity. Finding the good in others. I remember uh, one, one temple president said, well, in our temple you would need an electron microscope to find the good. <laughs> that was Sura's comment when he was in St. Louis. Kunagrahi <laughs> mm. meaning. Mm. Mm. Nice. Only sees the good qualities. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Um. All right. Thank you very much. Yes, Nandini Prabhu. Mm-hmm. 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 That's so important and to, to recognize and to help. There is a story about Queen Victoria. When she ascended to the throne in England, the first matter brought before her was a particular military officer who had done something egregious, something really heinous, and was condemned to death. So the capital punishment, the death penalty, had to be approved by the queen. So this the... Uh, prosecuting officer brought the case for her. And she, she said, this first case you're asking me is for the death penalty. And he said, your majesty, this man has done this, and he's done this, and he's done this, and he's done this. He must be put to death. And she said, in your investigation, did you find anything good about this man? And he said, well, your majesty, he did this. and this. No, no, I asked, did you find anything good about him? And he said, well... I was told he was good to his family. Then I forgive him. So, uh, yeah, it's finding that redeeming quality, even if it takes an electron microscope. <laughs> All right, thank you. Any other thoughts or comments? Other Padma, do you find the good? How do you find the good in your staff at Kalachanji? <laughs> Everyone works hard. <laughs> There's always something <clears throat> to find, something redeeming to find in a person. All right, any other thoughts or comments? Shall we? Yes, Mahari Prabhu. Uh huh.
Uh huh. That's a very good point. If you're, yes, <clears throat> like Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, right? If you're feeling happy, I'm unhappy. And uh, if you're if you're feeling unhappy, then I'm happy. There's a saying in Bengal: uh, If by my passing bad air you benefit, I'll hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on that thought, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. <laughs>